there, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Jordan's not here. Also not dead. Also not dead. I we just can texted with him. confirm this. Yeah, unless someone has murdered Jordan and taken his phone and continued to make people believe that he's alive as a part of a ruse yes. that allows him to live Jordan's life. Yes. Unless that specific thing is happening. Yeah. Jordan is alive. Yeah, he's just in Nashville, and uh, Skype failed us again. We were yeah. having problems figuring out how to get that going. So. Yeah, it turns out our, our our in-house revolutionary solution that allows Jordan to, to podcast in. Yeah, the one that we invented just for that. Yeah, yeah. sank a lot of R&D money into that. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Huge, huge portion of the annual budget we, yeah. we, we sank into that. Huge portion of next year's annual budget yeah. we sank into that. So, we actually called it Skype because we it's a, a mixture of the word sky and pipe. Yeah. So it's like a pipe that goes through the sky. It's our uh, yeah, it's our pipeline for future tech that right. presumably comes from the sky. Exactly. So um, we're going to go to the pat, uh, trademark office and get Skype yeah. tomorrow trademarked so we make sure we own the name. So as such a lot of a lot of stuff on the podcast guys going to be a little bit lower tech moving forward. Just yeah. so you guys a little can, lower tech. That's okay. You can all be aware. So for the rest of this podcast, I think you'll notice that some of our, our drops are not going to be as polished. Right. But that's because we're going a little lo-fi. A little lo-fi. Saving, saving some money because we sank an enormous amount of money into uh, into getting Jordan here that didn't really pay. Hey, out. but you know what? That's fine. Because we got some great stuff on the podcast yeah. today. Speaking of sinking stuff into stuff. Oh, good segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have on the athletic director of Purdue University, right. Pardue. Yeah, Pardue. Uh, yeah, Pardee, he's coming on. Pardue. They have apparently discovered a sinkhole in one of the end zones. Yeah, at their football stadium. It's a, mat, it's a pretty big sinkhole. Yeah, so he's going to come on to clear the sinkhole. Yep. About uh, about what's going on at Purdue and what 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 sort of plans they have. Yeah, absolutely. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we also we, have a wide world weird sports. D- do we? You got damn right we do. Yeah. 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 And news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Mentos, feel the brush in your trowel? <laughs> oh, that dropped in quite work. Well, that was really... Yeah, that's... I mean, it got the product name right. It's Mentos. No, well, that's for Tim Tebow. Oh, right. Yeah, this oh, is why yeah. we normally employ a copy editor and a proofer to that's go over true. all of our that drops before they well, go on the air. We could, we're going a little lo-fi. Could not I mean. afford, we could not afford that, yeah. Going so. a little lo-fi, there's going to be mistakes. Yeah. Weed, cocaine, Molly, and Xanax. Johnny Manziel's ex-roommate says quarterback's hard partying dates back to the A&M days. Wow. Yeah. Those are those are all hard partying things. Except yeah. I thought Xanax I've seen advertised on television. Yeah, but if you take it recreationally, not ah, really. then it's yeah. like a whole thing. It's kind of like uh, weed. Okay, taking it for medicine, fine. Taking it for fun, no. <laughs> right. Johnny Manziel's parting ways have been no mystery, but a new feature on the Heisman-winning former Texas A&M quarterback includes claims from an ex-roommate that Manziel used drugs when they lived together. Oh, no! Yeah, it was printed in Well-Do Weekly. (laughs) Boom. Uh, The drug use claims are just a small bit of the lengthy Vanity Fair story. Okay. Uh, on Manziel's downfall, 
But they're the most solid report of Manziel's long-rumored use of them. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty mm. scary. By the way, if anyone's looking for a quarterback, Manziel's reportedly been reinstated after his four-game suspension for violating the NFL's drug policy. Oh, well, that was the one thing standing in his way. Yeah, so if anybody (laughs) wants to jump in. Oh, and lest we forget, he's also awaiting a court date uh, related to his Dallas domestic violence case. Oh, dear. So that might take him out of the game. So everyone would be rushing to pick him up. (laughs) But he's got a couple things in his way. Got to clear out the shedge. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this, Phil. How does a struggling college student afford cocaine well let me tell you that i've been brought to understand is quite expensive let me tell you uh you might not know this but uh college athletes especially star ones get whatever the fuck they want (laughs) whatever the fuck they want whereas people who are good at film and video studies (laughs) have to make their own way in this world i mean i wasn't i wasn't very good at no you weren't you weren't good at much no but you know what (laughs) <laughs> the Vanity Fair piece uh, details use of Molly, which is a form of ecstasy, marijuana, cocaine, and non-prescription use of Xanax in the off-campus college station house Manzel shared with longtime best friend Stephen Brandt. Mm. Not much of a best friend anymore. Know, right? He's narking him out. Um, Brandt told the magazine, uh, but it's not like this was some kind of Amy Winehouse scene. <laughs> uh too soon, Brandt. Right, yes. Yeah, spent a lot of time hanging out with the late singer Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Did you, Brandt? And frankly, Brandt, who was a college freshman, what, like four years ago? And we all know Brandt is, or uh, Amy Winehouse long outlived what Johnny Manziel's going to hit. She died at, she's in the 27 yeah. Club, right? Yeah. Uh, he's he's probably like 25. Yeah. I so think she's think- she still got him beat. I, I, will, I will put money on Manziel clearing 27. I don't have money. <laughs> uh in one scene i love how they call it scenes like yeah. they were like a community theater troupe reenacting johnny manzel's life in one scene <laughs> in june 2013 manzel's mother michelle found drug paraphernalia in the home and had her son and all of his belongings moved out in a flash oh yeah he's good mom uh later on a familiar character appears when uncle in quotes nate fitch started harping on Manzel and Brandt about the drugs. Ever since the Heisman, Nate was hinting about drugs getting it to stop, Brandt said. He was acting all concerned because Johnny was his meal ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he was acting concerned. This Brandt, Brandt is a... Yeah, Brandt, Brandt here, great friend. He's like, his stupid family member was trying to get him to stop doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Just because of his success in the football team, while I, the good friend... Yeah, well, here's what Brant had to say. Uh, we partied together, yeah, but all this is my fault? Let me tell you, no one tells Johnny what to do. <laughs> that is the wor- That is the shittiest friend thing to say. Does, like, he killed does, himself with drugs. He's like, well, you can't tell him what to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, does anyone put Johnny in the corner? Did he also, did he, did he do the dirty dancing line? Uh. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Jordan this time. News, news, news. Joe Buck reveals that hair plug addiction nearly cost him his career. 
Now, is hair plug uh, the street name for for cocaine or crack or some sort of it drug? It is the street name for plugs you put in your head to make it look like you have hair. What? Yeah, but he's addicted. Well, I guess because he looked ridiculous on TV. I'm not quite no. sure I understand how this could have well, caused Well, Joel, like all news, 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 <laughs> why don't I read you the article here and we'll, uh, we'll see. What you you know what? I'm going to let this go this time, but if all I don't right. find out what the problem is. Uh, Fox Sports announcer Joe Buck feared for his broadcasting career five years ago when he suffered a paralyzed left vocal cord. What? It's a tough paralyzation right there. Yeah. Uh, the ailment struck him a few weeks before the start of the 2011 baseball season, and it wasn't until October of that year that he truly felt his voice was back. At the time, Buck told people that he had developed a virus in the laryngeal nerve of his left vocal cord. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah i feel like i was uh montel williams going through the lie detector <laughs> test and that was a lie i've uh, never seen montel williams so. oh you're missing out is he the bald one joel come on uh <laughs> this is the story of what really happened revealed for the first time uh here and explored in more detail in his upcoming memoir lucky bastard my life my dad joe buck is writing a memoir people don't even like to hear him announce a game it's Who's a very read? long title too it's lucky bastard colon my life comma my dad comma and the things i'm not allowed to say on tv I fucking that makes hate it sound things. like as a sweeping he has got to be one of the most hated announcers in the history of sport well now he's got himself a <laughs> memoir yeah uh, the book will be released on November 15th, uh, and it was written with Sports Illustrated senior writer Michael Rosenberg. So you know it's going to be good. Uh, as a young man, one of Buck's overwhelming fears was losing his hair, as with all people with first world problems. Yeah. Oh, God, losing my hair! Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, Joe. I don't have to, like, comb my hair anymore. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Whereas I have to, like, shampoo my luxurious hair every right. morning. What a pain in the butt. Well, I don't have to do that at all. Yeah, you're a lu you're lucky. Uh, no, I don't want to be you. Uh, <laughs> the possibility soon consumed him. So at age 24, in October 1993, he flew to New York City to get his first hair replacement treatment. Uh, at 24, he got his first hair replacement treatment. That's crazy. That's, that's about when I started to need it. So. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, he writes that after the procedure, I, Joseph Francis Buck, became a hair plug addict. What? There is no anonymous for this. There can't be. No. How do you become a hair plug addict? Did they, did they like, dip them in heroin before they put them into his head? No, I think he looked in the mirror and went, say. <laughs> and that's apparently being an addict. Uh, so Buck said that whenever he had a break in his schedule, usually between the end of the NFL season and the start of baseball, he'd fly to New York and have a plug procedure. Wow. He'd have do a you, bunch. Do you, do you want to have that many plug procedures? But apparently not because you're going to mess your voice up. So he looked in the mirror. He said, Joe, you're going bald. How are you going to buck the trend? Ah, uh, Joe. <laughs> Uh, he said, broadcasting is a brutal, often unfair business where looks are valued more than skill. Uh, he was worried that if he lost his hair, he would lose his job. He's on TV for like two seconds in any given right. game. But he also said, it was vanity. Pure vanity. I told myself I was doing it for TV. Yeah. So now in his aged years, he's realized the foibles of his own way. Uh, so a few weeks before the start of the 2011 baseball season, Buck underwent his eighth 
hair transplant procedure. Sweet mother of God. Too much. But something went wrong during the six-hour-plus procedure when he woke up from the anesthetic but could not speak. He believes his vocal cord was paralyzed because of a cuff the surgery center used to protect him during the procedure. A doctor uh, not part of the operation theorized that Buck that the cuff probably got jostled during the procedure and sat on the nerve responsible for firing his left vocal cord. So he got knocked out, cuff landed on it, just hurt it. Uh, He was also going through a lot of personal stress. His marriage uh, to his high school sweetheart was ending. Mm. That's tough. Uh, I I remember when that happened to me, and, uh, and yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, you lost your voice almost. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to skip down a little bit because we want to, we want to read the ending. So I'm just going to skip the last paragraph, what it ever says. Uh, I am an extremely lucky and blessed person, but I'm pretty self-aware. Buck said, I am a flawed, hardworking, hard trying person. I didn't write this book to change anyone else's life. I wrote this book to be as open and as honest as I can be. If there is any mission statement, I wrote it to give viewers and people who think they know me a better and clearer picture of who I really am. If you read it, great. If not, that's great, too. I'm just glad it's out there. Except he didn't write it. No, and it sounds like something Donald Trump would say about his memoirs. Look, I'm doing this for people. Uh, It's for you. Uh, I, I think it's great. Everyone cares a lot about me. Yeah. If you don't read it, whatever. If you do, you want to know. Joe Buck doing nothing to bolster his (laughs) likability. Yeah. Every part of that article and the book appears to only continue to make the people who already didn't like him like him that much less. You know what? I feel like that could also be like the last paragraph of like Brad Pitt's book (laughs) or somebody who actually seems like he accomplished it or has fans. Yeah. Any of those things. Yeah. You know what, Joe Buck? I ain't buying. (laughs) And that's the review from Phil Renta. One, I ain't buying. And uh, make that uh, two, I ain't buying's because Joel's not buying either. Thanks for the backup, Joel. (laughs) Yeah. Joining us now on the podcast, we have on the Associate Athletic Director of Purdue University, one Jim Mickey. It's actually pronounced Purdue. Well, yeah, it's just... Pe- Purdue University. Some people say Purdue. It's like a fun sort nah, of Indiana it's Purdue, joke. Purdue, trust me. Yeah, no, As I'm, the groundskeeper I'm, yeah. of the football field, I have oft okay. painted the name Purdue in the end zones. Yeah, it's it, pronounced I, I, I am aware Purdue. that it's actually Purdue. Okay. Uh, but so, so groundskeeper and associate uh, athletic director. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I, well, I, you know, I ground keep and I associate. I make sure everything's good. So, uh, turns out, sinkhole under one of the end zones at the football massive. field. Massive. No, you can actually see it. It's bubbled up to the surface. Ooh. It's massive. A massive sinkhole. It's a real, it's gonna, it's a real problem. Yeah, I, I imagine. So are you guys, you probably can't have any home games. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I assume, you know, if there's a sinkhole in the middle of the end zone, you can't, you can't have, you know, the kids Oh, I there. see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to play through. What do you mean you're going to play through? We're going to play through the sinkhole. How do you play through a sinkhole? No, look, there's lots of sports where you could fall into a hole, all right? <laughs> it hasn't been football historically, but you know what? Name, People could run around it. Name, we'll put some cones around it. Three. Uh, uh, golf. 
That's not. You can't. Holes fall into are them. a big part of golf. Yeah, but you can't fall into them. They're very small. If you're a very small person, okay. Uh, uh, hole ball. I think you made that up right here. Nope, Jim. I didn't. I and, really uh, don't think that's an actual sport. And uh, frisbee golf. Again, I don't know look, how that. Besides that, I mean, it point, would depend on the frisbee golf course. Look, I suppose. we're we're gonna put up orange cones around orange it. Orange cones, and uh, we're gonna say, please don't get near the giant sinkhole. It's in the end zone. Yeah, they, but it's not the whole end zone. <laughs> yeah, but what if? I mean, a lot of times a guy, you know, might be like running. He's looking over his shoulder to catch like a long pass. He's not gonna be able to keep checking to see if he's about to go into the. The, That's what the, the orange sinkhole. cones are for. He's not going to see the orange cones. The, the, have you seen an orange cone in the sunlight? They're very bright. They're almost like right. But he's not going to be looking that direction. He's looking back over his shoulder. Joel, that's besides the point. Look, nobody's going. No, I nobody's, don't know how that could be besides it's the point. Completely besides the point. Look, the football's program has not been strong lately. Well, well, yeah, I am aware of that. It's been strong lately. So how often are we even going to be in the end zone? <laughs> yes, but the other team. Based on your defense, is going to be in the end zone all the time. Yeah, then they get a little handicapped. Maybe we could catch up and make them real games. <laughs> look, look, beside, we're getting off track. I don't know that we are. We I are think this is track. on track. The only track is that you apparently intend to place your student athletes in imminent danger by having them play at a field with a sinkhole. I don't have unlimited money. I can't build a new stadium. Well, obviously not. I can't fill a sinkhole with dirt. You could play all away games. You could you could find a oh, different like stadium. Oh, like they're gonna like every other stadium is gonna accommodate us. Some of them have to play uh, other things in their stadiums. Well, I mean, they have to have alumni association dinners. They, they could probably move some of those some around. Teenagers have to have sex on the fifty-yard line at noon on a Saturday. That, that's what <laughs> I like it. Wait, how? How did there get to be this sinkhole? I was having sex. Oh on the field. my god! Jim. I have a very powerful. How thrust. much sex could you be having that you created a sinkhole? It was an orgy, first of all. Oh my god! You had an orgy yeah, in the field, and it was only overweight people. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay, well, I mean, more so, more power to you. And you know I'm what? We, we like to wet down the grass really hard, so we left a hose running over that Why? area because it squishes on our butts. <laughs> we like it to squish on our butts a little. That is, Jim, that is all. So it's great. We ran, we ran water over one spot for three or four days on a high-power hose. Appalling. And then when everybody started getting on, we went, uh-oh, sinkhole. I don't. Much as a lot I, of good naked people died. Much that as day. I took. Wait, how many people died? Uh, well, let's see. I invited Sorty. There were Sorty people. <laughs> and I think like 30 of them showed up. <laughs> so... Probably about half. So, ter- 13? 13 people? About that. That sounds about right. That's, Jim, this is this is appalling for so many different reasons. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to seem like I'm too judgmental yeah. in your sexual program. Thank you. I if you want it. to have uh, orgies with lots of overweight people on squishy grass, Who more power Who to doesn't? you. Who doesn't? I mean, I don't. Uh, Prude. I, I, <laughs> fine whatever whatever floats your boat yeah but there's a whole bunch of other stuff beyond that uh begin no particular order 
uh, Purdue's a public university. You yeah. you did serious and expensive damage to their to their football stadium. That's going to hurt school revenues. No, it's not. Uh, and his property is not you, yours. Are you telling me that we're not going to have twice the ticket sales if there's a sinkhole in the end zone? I think yeah. I think I'm we're going to do that. twice the ticket you, sales. You've endangered student athletes. You caused a series of fatalities. We, for the last time, we put up orange cones. The orange cones are not going to be enough. More people are going to die. Okay, I get what you're saying. We got to dig a sinkhole in the other end zone. That too. is not what I'm saying. Maybe one on the I 50 mean, yard line too. Then everyone will be very aware. I don't know how the say, 50 yard line. There's would... so many sinkholes that we have to stay really <laughs> conscious. This is. This is all really appalling. Uh, we've had a lot of people on this podcast before, Jim. I don't mind I know. Saying. This is episode 234. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of those people, uh, you know, were, were, were just appalling personalities for whom I have little to no respect. Wow, that's uh, pretty cruel to your guests. Well, yeah. Well, some of our guests have had truly ridiculous and horrible things to say and yeah. suggestions to make. This happens all the time. And of sure. all of our guests, you're orgy-fueled sinkhole that you are not going to try and protect your student-athletes from uh, is is maybe the most appalling thing that I've heard on here. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Jim. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Weird sports. Have to say, I don't like the lo-fi nature of this yeah. one. Well, I mean, the production value of the other one was very high. It yeah. was very expensive. There film. was uh, After Effects. Phenomenon. Yeah, there was just a whole bunch of stuff that we did. And uh, and so, you know, because we blew all that money on on our very expensive solution for Jordan. Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But not the popular messaging app, Wait, Skype. what popular messaging app, Skype? Oh, it's like a video messaging thing. Right, can... the thing we invented for Jordan, Skype. Sky pipes. Oh wow! No, it it actually also exists as just like a free download. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, our business plan. <laughs> well, regardless, it's time for us to learn about a weird sport. <laughs> yes, that it is. This week's wide world of sports: the Steve Bartman incident. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, everybody, if you can do the Bartman, shake your body side to side if you can. Can absolutely. Very. Very apropos, yes. As the Cubs are in the playoffs, uh, I don't think it's the first time since that's happened. But I don't know. Let's see. The Steve Bartman incident occurred during a Major League Baseball postseason game played between the Chicago Cubs and the Florida Marlins on October fourteenth, two thousand three. Never forget at Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois. In the eighth inning of Game Six of the National League Championship Series, with Chicago ahead three to nothing and holding a three games to two lead in a best of seven series, several spectators attempted to catch a foul ball off the bat of Florida second baseman Louis Castillo. Oh yeah, yep. One of the fans, Steve Bartman, reached for the ball, deflecting it and disrupting a potential catch. By Cubs outfielder Moises Alou. Moises. 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 Moises Alou. Moises Alou. Moises Alou. Michonne. Yeah. From Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> if Alou had caught the ball, it would have been the second out of the inning, and the Cubs would have been just four outs away from winning the first National League pennant since 1945. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. They went on to lose to the Detroit Tigers that year. Oof. Also, the birth of the Billy Goat Curse, that was the World Series where the guy 
tried to bring his, his goat to the game and they oh, wouldn't yeah. let him. And then he's like, you're cursed. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, instead, the Cubs ended up surrendering eight runs in the inning mm-hmm. and shortly afterward lost the game eight to three when they were eliminated in the seventh game the next day. The Steve Bartman incident was seen as the first domino in the turning point of the series. Yeah. Because of a fan. Right. Ugh. I mean, not accurate. They gave up eight runs that inning. You yeah, know, but you if know it was two outs, everyone would have been playing a little tighter. Yeah, a little bit tighter, but still. If you're looking for, like, real culprits, I think it was Alex Gonzalez, the shortstop at the time, bobbled an easy double play. Also, Joel, Joel, you give up eight runs in an inning, clearly there's something wrong with the pitching. I don't think you understand <laughs> math, Joel. <laughs> Look, if there was th- two outs instead of one out, that means that there's 50% less outs. You play 50% right. tighter. Right. No, you choke I, up on the bat more. I hear what you're saying. You pitch a little slower. But, Phil, they could have scored 50% as many runs and still won the game. How, how many <laughs> runs did they score before the first out of that inning? Or the, the uh, second? Zero. The real... But if they, they wanted to score eight, if they only scored four, they still win the game. <clears throat> Whatever, Joel. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, in the aftermath of the incident, Bartman, a, a lifelong Cubs fan, had to be escorted from the stadium by security guards and placed under police protection for a time when his name and address were made public on Major League Baseball message boards. Oof. People are out for blood. Yeah, out for blood. Yeah, this is bad. early days of message boards. 2003? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I guess that's when I was in college. Yeah. Not to give away my age. I'm still 21. <laughs> it's not true. Phil is 34, everyone. That's true. Phil is 34. 34 years old. 34, but I f- don't feel a day over 97. <laughs> uh, in 2011, ESPN prov- uh, produced a documentary film exploring the subject as part of its 30 for 30 series mm-hmm. titled Catching Hell. I love that. <laughs> uh, the film draws similarities between Bill Buckner's fielding error late in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series and yeah. the Bartman incident. There are some similarities. There are some differences. For instance, Bill Buckner was a player on the team trying to field a ball that was in play. Sure. And Bartman bobbled a ball that may or may not have been caught by Moises Alou that was going foul. Makes sense. So I, I just feel like we should point that out. But it also uh, displays the incident through all perspectives. Like a 30 for 30 does. No, yeah. It, that was one of the better 30 for 30s, actually. I'll, I'll say that. I've actually never seen it. Uh, I'm going to skip the actual play-by-play of what happened uh, and get to destruction of the Bartman ball. <laughs> the loose ball was snatched up by a Chicago lawyer and sold at auction in December 2003. Grant DePorter purchased it for $113,824. Wow, I really hope that lawyer sent some of that to poor Scott Bartman. I would hope Steve so. Steve Bartman, yeah. who had to relocate. But he bought it on behalf of Harry Carey's restaurant group. In February 26, 2004, it was publicly detonated by special effects expert Michael Lantieri. Well, it's a good thing they had a special effects expert. They spent $115,000 on a ball and then blew it up? Yeah. Man, they felt rich like it people, was representative rich of the people curse. have too much riches. Yeah, that's definitely They need true. to be like us normal folk. You know what I can never stop thinking about, though? What's is that? that? Like... If you watch the footage, Steve Bartman is one of, like, four people who are all, like, reaching for that ball. Yeah. And he's the one that got to it. How do you think you feel if you were, like, the next closest hand? I would think, 
Phew. <laughs> I know, right? Can you imagine having to go through your life being like, wow, my life was nearly ruined. But fortunately, the goober in the glasses next to me had, had longer arms. Some arm. longer flanges. Yeah. That's true. Boom. Like, do you, do you celebrate that? Or do you think it like it was like a PTSD thing? They're Cubs like, fans. Haunted. They don't celebrate anything. Oh, hard Cubsing from the sports outsider. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. I've been informed that uh, Citizens of Podcast Town is actually a registered trademark that we have been licensing of, uh, I don't know, Mark Marin owns it. I've never heard him say it. That was the worst drop I've ever heard. It's, it's, it's not really a more drop. Illegal, I'm, just, I'm informing people. I know that you guys normally get that, but we can't do it in the outro this time because we don't have, we don't have the budget anymore. Man, the drops in this episode <laughs> have been terrible. Well, hey, listen. Lo-fi. We're getting by with what we can get by. Anyway... This brings to a close another episode of the Sports Sports Podcast. There we go. That drop came back around. Yeah. You, uh, we did it anyways. High five. Yeah. Well, that part's okay. It was yeah. specifically the phrase, oh, just citizens the podcast. of podcast. Okay. Time. That makes sense. Which now that I'm thinking about, we we just said like three times. Yeah. We got to stop this. Yeah. Uh, I should just give out some contact information. Then. Yeah. Please give out you the can, contact uh, information. Well, the thing we only... We only have a budget for, for two pieces of contact information. Oh, jeez. Well, I'll like, make we them good. We normally do three, but we got to just do two good SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. We get it. You listen on iTunes. But all of our episodes, SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. And Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Sometimes we'll post funny articles. Sometimes we'll do live streams. And we'll let you know when our new episodes are out. So check them out. Okay. Hey, Joel. Hey, Phil. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, I mean, we, we can't do much of our outro. We got to get out of here because now we, we rent the studio studio, studio out to uh, to a variety of other different uh, different podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think it's uh, it's it's uh, cooking with uh, Timothy Dahmer. OK, who is who is related to Jeffrey Dahmer, but not Jeffrey, but Dahmer. he's not going to teach people how to cook people. We have Ew. been assured. OK, yeah. But anyway, so they're they're in here. He's he's tapping on the glass now. So All right. We, we better we go. go. Yeah. So lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.